If you want to make some serious coin, you need to set up some structures to manage your finance. Good morning and welcome to In The Car With Clint. Today I want to talk about ensuring your financial structures are set up to give you the best chance of being wealthy over the years that follow. Now, many of us start a business with no experience in business, business management, finance, accounting, the Australian taxation system, BAS, IAS, all those fancy acronyms that tend to catch you out when you are just busy doing the thing that you love. For me, I was uh, under-educated around the accounting requirements of my businesses, when I, or my business when I first started, and that resulted in getting uh, an audit from the Australian Taxation Office that then resulted in $140,000 of payable uh, unpaid BAS, IAS, super and penalties. Now, if I had taken the time to educate myself around things, then it wouldn't have been a big problem. I would have managed to deal with it along the way, or I would have seen it coming. So, what do you do? For me, I made sure that we uh, found the most, um, well, the best quality accountant that we could we could afford and we could find to help us to make sure that we're meeting our entitlements. Communicated with them so that I understood the uh, BAS and IAS requirements, the GP, the budgets, um, the banking, the loans, the the you know the interest rates that you're paying. Now. You don't necessarily need to have your accountant involved in all of these things, but it will help. Um, and if you are very clear and you're honest and you communicate with your accountant about your, uh, what would you call it, your weaknesses and, and the things that you're not across and make sure that that's part of their requirement, then, then that's gonna help. Two, I set up uh, some spreadsheets, real simple spreadsheets um, that I would get uh, my admin team to, to basically put some information in. So it would be all of my basses that I need to lodge, the basses that I need to pay, uh, the income activities, then the superannuations um, for my team. And each time that they were lodged, they would get signed off with the date and the person that did it. And each time uh, that we made payments, it would get signed off on the person that did it the date, anything else that you see relevant. Now, that was a real simple one page uh, document that made sure that I felt that I could that I was comfortable that we were meeting our obligations. So I could go into the office at any time, open up this folder that I made, a very basic folder, no software, and just look in there and go, hey, um, this is due on this date. Um, are we gonna have enough money? Number three, I calculated my obligations uh, to everyone, right? So the tax office, uh, income tax, uh, insurances, registrations, anything that's gonna come up that's, that's a recurring cost I calculated what that costs me per week and then set up a recurring transfer from a bank account to another bank account. So we've got a GST account set up for every company. Some of the companies have $14,000 a week going to that account, some have one. And the idea behind that is that when it comes due to pay your uh, obligations to the tax office, superannuation and all that kind of thing, it's sitting in a bank account. So you've got your trading account for me. Uh, the trading account enables me to just buy and sell things as required, pay wages, that kind of thing. The GST account means that when we get these bills, it's not a shock. Now, I find by starving yourself of cash and hiding it in other accounts and concentrating on one bank account, you're more likely to go look for money when you need it. So if you have a bill that hasn't been paid, 
uh, so if you have a yeah, so if you've got a bill that is owed to you that hasn't been paid and you've got lots of money in your account, you might have less of an urgency on tr chasing that money. Whereas if you've got no money in your account because you've made yourself poor by hiding the money from yourself, you're going to be more likely to chase that money. Number four, have a clear understanding of your budget and your profit and loss. Now, this is something that you could probably go onto YouTube and find some advice on. I'm planning on doing a video at some point. Um, I was gonna do it at the end of the financial year and that's kind of, you know, seven months away. But a lot of people get into business because they love it and they don't, and, and, and then they've got this, um, I guess, what would you call it? Like a, they don't have a good relationship with money. So they feel that because they enjoy it and because it's easy, they don't, um, they can't justify charging what they what they should be charging for it because they, they're like, well, it's, it's easy. It can't be worth that much. Like I really enjoy it. It's the opposite, right? So what you want to do is you want to work out what it costs you per day or per month or per week to operate your business. You want to work out in advance how much profit you want to make for a year. Start with how much profit you want to work uh, make for the year and work backwards. You work out the profit, then above, so you're kind of do, doing it from your budget from the bottom down. Write down how much you want to make. So you might want to make $100,000 profit at the end of the year. Then above that, you need to put all your fixed costs. So there might be wages, rent, uh, petrol, uh, advertising, anything else that, that you're going to have that are costs that, are, and they're not necessarily fixed costs, but they're costs that the business has. Put them above that. Then you get to the top line where they all add up. You'll you work out how much you have to turn over to do that. Now, if you're a labor-based business only, work out how many hours a week on average you can actually charge for. So you might only be able to charge for 30 hours a week because you've got traveling and then you've got, say, four pl staff plus you. So then there might be um, you know, 30 times five, 150. Then reverse engineer that. So you divide out how much money uh, you've worked out you need to earn by the number of hours that you can charge each week, take away holidays and, and, and uh, public holidays. You might only have 220 days a year of chargeable time. Divide it all out and you might go, oh, I need to charge $120 an hour for my guys. Now, you might be charging 100 an hour, so you've got a $20 an hour deficit against um, every hour that you're doing. That's why you're not making money. And those small changes made early will make big differences to your finances at the end and when you implement a $20 an hour increase in your hourly rate you might lose some of your customers but the ones you keep you'll be making money on and then it'll free you up to, to earn more customers because you'll be less stressed you won't be running around in circles being a busy non-profitable person so if you can get all of those things in line have regular um, meetings with someone that understands finance whether or not it's someone in your business a friend a colleague an accountant um, and just be accountable to those numbers. Review your actual versus your budget on a regular basis. It might be weekly, it might be monthly. It definitely shouldn't be more than monthly in my opinion. Things can change very quickly. Uh, and then when you start to see things going in the wrong direction, you can make changes very fast. Increase pricing, uh, reduce costs, cancel subscriptions, um, whatever it might be. Start carpooling to work. Wherever you need to save money um, because ultimately, as entrepreneurs, we fall in love with the idea of going into business for independence and freedom. And a lot of times, all we do is go buy ourselves a job paying less than what we had when we were working with more risk and responsibility. And I don't want you to live like that. So I hope that's given you a, a really good roadmap for um, tracking your, entire, uh, your obligations and your um, desired profits. If there's any gaps in that, obviously I've just done this off the cuff driving, so 
um, please feel free to hit me up with any questions that you might have about that um, via the comment section under the video or you can send me a DM if you're curious and I'll either make a video answer or I'll answer you in the DM. That is it. Thanks for being part of In The Car With Clint today. Be kind to each other. I'll talk to you tomorrow.